Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. O-G. Make some noise. Next guest has worked with producers such as Premiere, High Tech, Static Selecta, P-Rock, The Alchemist, and more. He's released 10 albums, about to release his 11th, Ordering Chaos. He's Rex, and I want to welcome him back to the library with Tamanico. Thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me, man. This is, uh, this is great. I mean, finally in person. Last time we were on the phone. Exactly. Now it's in person. Um, so let's start from the beginning. I didn't realize, um, I know you're from Lawrence, Massachusetts, but you started off as a B-boy, um, but now you're an MC. What was it? about i guess the mc element of the culture that kind of spoke to you more maybe i don't know if it spoke to you more but spoke to you in a sense that that was your path versus b-boying uh i think uh my calling my calling was that aspect um all along i just didn't uh, get drawn to it uh immediately uh the dance aspect was more me following my uh my, my older cousins right they were they were b-boys so i wanted to be a be a b-boy in in turn i love the art and the artistry of hip-hop in general but I, but the music was always calling me so i so so lyrically i feel the passion of the uh, of the vocal aspect of, of the music and it be it be so topical so that was important in 2001 obviously debut album what was your purpose i guess your mission with that album but also with hip-hop and hip-hop culture but and also rap music I was I was rather inexperienced during the long came the chosen and how to even format songs, how to do a lot of aspects of what it was. So I was like I was really just um, trying to make my mark as a, a respected artist. I, I wanted to be able to 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 prove that I belonged with mm-hmm. that album, prove that like you know I I was here to stay. So the long came the chosen was just like a a, a very bold uh, titled song. Um, album to to basically be my my entrance into the game how do you think uh what you've kind of you know 2000 what you've set off trying to do how do you think or has that actually at all changed knowing now the business side of the game or you know like any politics that you might have run into trying to get an album produced or together um you mean how how has uh my was, vision changed yeah or uh, maybe it hasn't but you know but uh, since well, you know all these new, well, I, new I feel things. like grew I, I feel like grew and I, I learned a lot being around um people like static selector and being around um 
other individuals who were at Brick Records at the time who, who kind of basically gave me my first opportunity. Uh, and just seeing, you know, successes and failures of, of all the individuals around me. So that, that gave me insight into the game, into the business aspects of it, the, the, the very, uh, natures of it that I didn't want anything to do with it at, at a young age. Mm-hmm. And, um, it made me very mindful first coming in to be able to say, okay, uh, I'm going to do these one-off deals instead of like, you know, signing long-term very, very early on. I knew that like the one-off thing was for me right. uh, as far as the label goes uh, until I could get to my true independence, which is now. You mentioned producers you've worked with and I mentioned them in the intro, you know, Static Selector, P-Rock, Premier, mm-hmm. Alchemist. I mean, big names. Yes, indeed. Um, I want to ask you a question that I would ask them. Okay. Uh, what is it, do you think, about Rex that draws producers to wanting to work with you i think i think passion and in, 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 in the voice i think it, you know it, it lends itself to the to the golden era sound my voice uh even though like you know it was more modern uh you know 2000 2001 going forward uh it was falling the tail end of what people would consider the golden era but my voice like kind of lend itself to the the sound that was kind of missing for a long period of time. If you could talk briefly kind of about a few, few of the producers you work with, what has been the most surprising in terms of the stuff you didn't know they did, or even, you know, uh, as producers that kind of surprising in a good way, surprising that made you, made you step up your lyrical game, uh, or made you step up your writing skills or your, even your, I don't know, like, planning out a, a, a song. I mean, is there anything that surprised you, but also you learned from them? I, I think static first, I would say is like, uh, he's a master craftsman. What, what I noticed about him in, in working through pro tools and being able to like manipulate a, a full production right. in that, in that capacity, I found, uh, real fascinating. But then I was like, it, it takes a lot of talent to be able to do, what he he does and do it so sim, simplistic, um, and I think over the years I, I I wanted to learn how to master you know attacking a topic and um, being able to do it uh, cohesively um, with without having to you know have extended days of doing I I, I write extremely fast but it it. it, it I never really wrote, uh, it never really took me days to write a, a verse or a full song or anything like that. But over the years, it's become like, uh, uh, pretty, pretty easy to like pen a 16 mm-hmm. and, uh, to, um, like flow with, um, the different, uh, uh, joints that I've done. So are you writing bass on the beat or are you have already something planned out and then they fit the beat around? When I first started, um, started off, I didn't have access to production like that. So <laughs> I had production, like I had, I had, I had the Soul Searchers who who uh, lent me their sound bed for the first few out, um, mm-hmm. couple of albums. Um, but I didn't have the access to like production on a consistent basis, and I was not internet savvy. I wasn't able to like you know, you know, go on my email and just go through a plethora of like. Uh, we transfers a Dropbox, right? right? <laughs> so I didn't have the same kind of understanding as far as um, the production goes. But um, o- over the period, over pe- over the periods passing, like more accessibility to to beats, you know, changed a, a lot of that. Uh, Snow Goons, uh-huh. uh, you've worked a bunch with them. Yes, uh, uh, for people that don't know, they're a German-based uh, production group. Mm-hmm. Um, 
how did that collaboration happen? But also, how did you know that it would work? Like, how did you know that their beats would fit your style um, and vice versa? Uh, just honestly, like, they sent me a record that they wanted me to, like, you know, I think do eight bars on. I can't remember the, the title of the record. It was, like, 400 MCs on it. <laughs> it was a while ago before, like, Snow Goons was really, like, you know, uh, really getting into the prime of their their musical uh, capabilities and working with so many cats from Onyx and MOP and all that. But, um they they uh approached me about jumping on this record and and the record was super dope it featured cats like esoteric and and uh you know federal star from the from onyx and it was it was just a great opportunity so i i spit i i think i was still in florida and i was just getting hip to coming back into the game a bit okay so uh, they sent me the record laced that um this was them early on again like i said and and um it just it was a perfect marriage of the voice sounded well over their production i think it's as simple as that that's what hip-hop should go back to its simplicity simplistic roots there's a track you do with um bars uh with terminology and and, and sick nature and, and mbs and, and, yeah. and, and yeah and yeah, yeah absolutely. uh you see that video which i watched like thousands of times and you're like this is just lyrical monster after lyrical monster after lyrical monster yeah what what was the collab i mean was there was the, and to me was was is this an example of like was there any like i guess friend was it a friendly competition in terms of like writing did someone hear i mean is there did someone hear something and then like oh shit i gotta rewrite something because they hurt you know I, i've never ever rewritten a verse because somebody else um you know did what they did and I, I love and respect all those uh that were on the record. Uh I I don't know what they may have been doing. Right, right. You know, because of Rex or because of Sick or whoever it may be, right? But um from my standpoint I'm never competing with artists I'm on a record with. I want to make something cohesive and a great sounding uh finished polished product. Um but uh, I compete with myself, you know. Uh, what I'm saying I always wanna, I always wanna. That might sound cliche, but it's real, you know. I, I really do want to master uh, bettering myself, and and so that that occurs consistently. With that record, um, it was just a great opportunity to like flex muscles. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, before we talk about the new album, Order and Chaos, I just mm -hmm. wanna something you just said about competing with yourself. Uh, do you do you have a sounding board or like you know do, um, maybe your your girl you you kind of throw lyrics at um or is it you that you've gotten to this point where you know all right this is the best i'm going to do for this particular lyric or this is this is the perfectly how i want to word it and everything like that how does mm -hmm. that work in terms of like how do you know a lyric is final um I for me, I'm my biggest critic. Like, I'm going to make sure that, like, you know, anything that I put out, I'm com completely confident about it and I'm, I'm happy with the, the final product. Um, so I do not, like, you know, bounce ideas off of, uh, uh, too many people. My fiance, yes, we, um, we at times, like, she used to be a rapper. She's a oh, poet wow. at the moment. Nice. Uh, Janilda Garcia. And she, like, she is on that, um, on that short list of individuals I, I trust who I would be able to say, okay, listen to this and, and see what they're thinking. And quite honestly, my son, my oldest son, he's just turned 15. I took him to the J. Cole concert recently wow. and he's like, he, he's like, I'm going to take up rapping as a hobby. Like he's like, <laughs> He's in the programming. He's in the programming, and oh, he's nice. like he's super like with with his schooling and everything. Yeah. Super smart kid, as as is my my youngest Josiah, two kings, uh, and um, 
the oldest he's like now he's into the rhyming thing so nice. like I think um I think he's a good sounding board and my youngest is a good sounding board he lets me know when a hook is catchy <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so if it's nice. catchy like the the youngster Jojo we call him he, Jojo <laughs> let me know if it's catchy that's awesome um yeah. turn to the new album uh, Order and Chaos um for you what's the What's the purpose of this album, but also how does it kind of represent where you are now in your career? So Order and Chaos was uh, over a period of time, you know, Short Fuse was a, a, a producer on a list of like those who hadn't really, you know, gotten their name fully out there mm-hmm. that I always wanted to work with. Oh, nice. like, like completely through on a project when it, when the time was right. And he felt the same way. And um, he was he's. It, for those who don't know Short Fuse, Short Fuse is, uh, has done extensive work with terminology, uh, Goya, Mass Goya. He has an album now. It's called Lost Soul, wow. which features uh, Sean Price, Rest in Peace, uh, Styles P, uh, myself, Terminology, Chris Rivers, uh, uh, a plethora of just dope lyrical MCs, right? Uh, with this album, what we wanted to do, both coming out of Lawrence, Massachusetts, we wanted to kind of highlight what it is like to come from the city specifically uh, and show the the connection to uh, the Latin drive mm-hmm. into the into the city what what drove um you know puerto ricans and dominicans specifically uh into uh this small little area from massachusetts like just in the middle of uh nowhere basically right. almost on the cusp of like new hampshire and the same thing with during the black migration how my family ended up from south carolina up north into lawrence massachusetts and how we kind of like you know found that kind of bond through music and you know the history prior to us Lawrence is already an immigrant town uh impoverished was never really supposed to be a, a location for people who would uh inhabit the area it was right. a working place so we just you know it's an influx of all that ideas culminating in in the chaotic <laughs> order or order and chaos that's dope that's real cool um the first track plans uh bread and Bread and and roses, roses. Yeah. Um, you know, it's with you, obviously, in short fuse. Uh, the video, if you go to the video, your page on YouTube, uh, you write, quote, the greatest unknown MC Rex. Um, and I, that kind of stood out to me. Yeah. Um, how, how do you think kind of that title, the greatest unknown, has helped you in your career and has maybe hurt you in your career? Okay. Well, that's a great question. Um, for me, I feel, um, uh, legacy is it very important. So I feel my legacy will be solidified. I truly believe that like I've left a, a quality, uh, and impactful, uh, resume, mm-hmm. uh, that for, for periods beyond my time, like will will stand test of time. And I'm proud of that. And, and, and I hold dear to that. Um, I feel like my kids will have something in my words to pass on to theirs and theirs beyond to right. know what we represent. So that's important to me. Uh, greatest, the being the greatest unknown, uh, my, it, my coming into the game was filled with ideas of I needed to be Jay-Z level or Biggie level or like certain levels because of lyrical capabilities, feeling I wasn't getting enough shine coming from somewhere so small. Right. Um, you know, that oh, all about me mentality. And that was how I was when I was inexperienced and not really truly understanding uh, what building a true legacy is about. Um, there are so many things, so many aspects to it that that don't really include the financial merits or like uh, the accolades and stuff like that. But 
um, being the greatest unknown, I feel like, you know, the pounds that I get and the love that I get is akin to like when I would work an actual nine to five job, I would work in programs with kids. Right. And like a lot of time, it's a, a thankless job, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times kids like they'll, they'll curse you out. Like it, it, being in programs where kids are troubled and, and, um, you know, they're dealing with their own hardships and daily, yeah, uh, issues that they're not able to know how to direct correctly. Right, right. So, being a thankless job, when you get that thank you, it's worth like millions. Right, right. Yeah. You know, so like there are times where I, I get the thank yous that are worth billions, that are like their weight in gold. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, being the greatest unknown, I think, has helped me in that way to kind of see the world better and to leave a better legacy for my children. Uh, I mean, it, I, like as far as like hurting me, I don't really see it that way. I, I don't really truly believe that exists. Uh, the same track, it leads off the album. Um, it kind of really lays out, and you, you, you talked about this in the, the, the first, kind of the mission of the album, but uh, it lays out your journey through your life, and we kind of learn more about you. Um, why have this kind of be the lead track, the table setter of the album? Uh, the return, it was, it was uh, the return of uh, my, my music after a break, and the thing was, it, it, it wasn't a big break. It was like a couple of years. But right. if anyone know, follows my career, I was doing an album a year type of, of situation since Gray Hairs. Right. Like every single year I was dropping something, which isn't the norm, you know, unless you're Terminology, who right. drops like 40 a year. Right? <laughs> or the New Age cats who are like, kind of like yeah. doing it, like who are beating us and besting us at doing it uh, weekly. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. They're like, they've brought in a whole nother wave. But for, for, for people around our, our, that was like, you know, not the norm. So a couple of years I wanted to come into plans and bread and roses and I wanted to like, you know, reintroduce Rex a little bit with not really a need to, but like, uh, for those who weren't really, uh, that hip, I wanted to like re-give people an image of where I'd been and where I was thinking, mm-hmm. especially in relation to where we come from. Uh, you speak of terminology. He's, mm-hmm. uh, he's on the track, uh, Pollo X and collection plate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fifth grade Spanish works. Oh, well, oh well. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that's dope. Um, I think you listen to that track, and it you listen, and it comes off kind of as two tracks yeah. because there's uh, there's two beats. Yeah. Um, why? <laughs> I did. I I feel like we we could do whatever we want. <laughs> you know what I mean? And especially being independent, like I like I just launched my label, right, MGI. Right. So uh, that was a, a long a long time in the making. But like with my my, my partner Lucky Dice, we uh, we came out with this new uh, label, Bullies Music Group Incorporated. We got so much in store, and like we're just able to do whatever we want. Like right. why not? I, <laughs> I wanted to put. I wanted to do something different on the intro. It's Plan Slash Bread and Roses. Right, right. Uh, we have another record, like you said, Pollo Slash Collection Plate. I felt like they fit fit together, and instead of like you know being like this is the intro to the intro, I did that even when I was with Brick Records though, because mm. my first album I had an intro and then a re-intro. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So like I just kind of like always like you know did things like that lyrically just to like you know try something different. Uh, you work with terminology a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you remember the first thing you ever heard from him that kind of blew you away in terms of like oh shit this guy. He can spit. Yeah, he paid me for a verse. Him and uh, Easy <laughs> Money, who used to be known as Ed Rock. They were kids coming at, well, Terms from Lawrence moved to Haverhill, and Easy Money's a kid from Haverhill, uh, which is neighbor uh, neighborhoods, back to back towns in Massachusetts. And the two of them really like were lyrically exceptional, very young. 
uh, term. I got about five years on term. Uh, and from the moment I heard his bars, I was like, this kid's going to be a problem. And he came from my neighborhood. And, you know, maybe then we were competitive and a lot of people were competitive in our neighborhood because we had so many dope MCs coming out from right. where we've come from, from Crumb Snatcher, Scientific. Uh, I mentioned Esoteric, uh, you know, Acrobatic, Mr. Liff, uh, Ed OG, all these different, like, uh, Great, great people coming out of our neighborhood. The competition was high. Yeah. Uh, I knew this kid was going to be a problem, um, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, what I'm saying super dope." Uh, last track on the album is uh, "Celebrate." You spit. I wish Obama did more for us. Um, two questions here. Uh, what What did you want him to do more of? And then two: If someone said you're a political rapper, would you shy away from that, or would you? How would you embrace that title? Or not? Uh, I'm abs- I'm absolutely politically aware, and so calling me a political rap- rapper doesn't offend me at all in any regard. Um, Obama did a lot that uh, uh, Obama didn't do a lot that he should have. Um, uh, in terms of in terms of the difficulties that were going on in our communities at the period in time, I just I I I don't I'm not saying I'm super critical, right. but I felt like the 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 need for the need for um, you know calming feelings was great on Obama, right. the Obama family's half, and that's that's going to last for a very long time. However, there there are periods, um, there are pieces of our people that that require healing mm-hmm. and that require um, you know direct attention that were left untouched and untapped into. And I do feel like being the the voice of our uh, of our people and I, when I say our people I don't mean uh Africans displaced I mean I I mean our people just people in general in right. the United States of America right you're the representation of who we are and and a portion of that people we're dealing with such a hardship that you directly understand right and I feel like he missed the 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 um he missed the the ball on that one he missed it severely. Um, now, being a, a voice of reason and calm, in in a super uh, supremely like wise and approach uh, presidential uh, candidate yeah. and individual, I think he was exceptional. Uh, so, I don't want people to get mis get the idea misconstrued. Right. Like how I view Obama is not. Extremely one way, and it's not linear. It's not one line, but there are v- various layers that we need to unpeel of the onion, right? So um, he made promises, just as other presidents made promises. Right. Uh, I look at all presidents, kind of. I I throw them all in the same in the same basket, and I say they're all going to say this, and they're not going to do right. the majority right. of what they say they're going to do. Right. So you know, Guantanamo, Guantanamo Bay was a big issue in my in my mind. Uh, especially the way he spoke as a candidate right. versus what he became and did as a president. Right. Uh, his approach to Wall Street uh, as a candidate versus a president yeah. was very difficult for me. Like I, I'm, I'm tapped in in terms of uh, and, and more tapped in now to Wall Street and what's what's the deal with the Federal Reserve and lobbyists and things like of that nature more now than I was then. But I'm always consistently learning and reevaluating things that I thought then and the way I've grown. Right. And uh, I, I just feel Obama, you know, he 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 missed he missed it on a, on, on several areas 
The war too. I mean, the war absolutely. Six of them, aren't yeah. The yeah. war, absolutely. Um, and this, this is my next question. This is solely from kind of a art, an, an artistic standpoint. Um, and what, what's better for you uh, in terms of uh, inspiration, or just in terms of being able to write an Obama presidency or a Trump presidency? That's a great, interesting question. Um, for me, uh, I don't think uh, either, you know, stand out uh, one way or the, um, well, not one way or the other, uh, stand out more. Obviously, they are polar opposites. And so they're, um, the way I would address kind of the same topics um, would be like um, the same for me. But like in dealing with each individual is, is completely different. Um, they both offer opportu- immense opportunities. I think Trump would be easier, but a cheat sheet right. uh, in terms of a lot of like his flaws. Yeah. Um, but like I would, I, I, I guess I would say I'd prefer to talk uh, in terms of the Obama presidency because those are the things that people miss. Mm-hmm. The the issues that are that are are very important to our, our people as a whole uh, that we tend to like kind of like gloss over or miss. And, and, and I would prefer that one. So here's my last question. Okay. Uh, I asked this to DMC and I, from NDMC and, and Yo-Yo. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a few, a verse maybe that, or that you're currently working on or that you're just the most proud of? Like kind of like the Holy shit. I can't believe I wrote that verse. Uh, that you that you could spit for us and kind of talk about quickly why this is the verse that kind of like so I'm gonna go from my phone because and this is new age a little bit but um uh, there there is a verse that I I would like to spit um and it's on it's on a knots beat I'm a big fan of uh, knots yeah. as a producer he's like uh, and and this is from an album that's coming it's not it's it's an album and I'm gonna give you the title mm-hmm. and I'm gonna give you the uh, the exclusive on on what this is that this, the new album is called things it's a new album um, that I'm dropping not even this next album but the album after Jesus. that I'm working on so you're like yeah two albums ahead yeah I am and it's um it's called things and things stands for uh, the hunger inside never gets simple. All right. So this this is a verse off a of knots beat, and it's actually kind of like an intro. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. So the hunger inside never never gets satisfied, right? And so here we go. Yeah. It goes, uh, periodically, idiotic, this odyssey, call it dichotomy of the warrior and god in me. Part of me gotta be Shaka Zulu, this prophecy of prophet introducing me properly require the keys. I believe I'm honestly an anomaly, rocking these monster strings orchestrated by knots, the greatest aviators of your playlist surround sound, adventures of the capers of the plane, trains, automobiles, ships that sail us across seven seas, lessen these diaspora tethers, please. He mastered the expertise, still after the extra cheese, skill levels, the mezzanine, your balcony never Scene. This Valkyrie tell the team Operation Fire at the Fuhrer The author who called the order I'm sort of synonymous with the simpletons Mental slaughter Sniper that saw you in a scope Traumatic disorder where people position poorly Peasants, peons, and porters Reminiscing the yesteryear But my thinking is forward I was born with this addiction Of ripping the mic to call us I saw this as my escape From abysses, bottoms, and borders Deep waters When we drew strings Always the shortest was mine Over time the inner pain wasn't pacified The hunger inside never gets satisfied Every every verse you do, I just get floored and and oh, so impressed. I appreciate that. it, man. Um, 
Thank you so much. Uh, so, of course, what, what's what's the album drops? September 11th, uh, Order and Chaos, Short Fuse, Rex. We're uh, on tour. We go to Shade 45. We're doing Cuba. We go to Europe, come back, and we're doing the States. We're in New York, New nice. York, Rochester, um, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, New, uh, New Jersey, Vermont. Basically, all of the East Coast. We're right. going to be hitting the East Coast, and then we're going back to Europe again. So, real proud of this album. It's the first dropping on uh, my official label, BMG. I believe Music Group Incorporated. We're happy about it. And of course, gotta give. We gotta do it. Gotta give the socials. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so follow me pretty much on everything. I've improved a little bit. So most of the handles are rexhiphop.com. Um, when you go to Twitter, it changes up. It's the real Rex, uh, yeah. uh, and then uh, you know, so forward slash the real Rex. Also uh, on YouTube, forward slash the real Rex. Uh, everything else, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, um, which I have my love hate relationship <laughs> with, uh, and uh, all these other ones are you know RexHipHop.com. But now we have the website uh, dropping that we built from scratch, BulliesMusic.com, where nice. you can. You know, purchase bully gear, do booking, purchase tickets, everything that needs to do and that has to relate to BMGI. So, bulliesmusic.com. New album, Order in Chaos, Rex. Uh, once again, it's been an honor again to talk to you on the library to Monica. Thank you so much, man. Salute and thank you, Tim. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.